Hi, my name is Nancy. I'm a grateful, abstaining, compulsive overeater from soggy but beautiful Southern California. Um, I have been, okay, my first meeting was in 1975, in November of, November 6th of 1975. I've been in and out of the program for ever since. Uh, I'm back from my fourth relapse and I'm celebrating eight years on the 17th of August. I was eight years abstinent. I have abstinent. I have given away in that eight years. I've given away ninety-three pounds, and I fought for each and every one of them because I am not the spring chicken that I was at one time. I um, first time I can remember compulsively overeating. I was four. My mother tells me that I was two when I exhibited compulsive eating behaviors. Remember when I was four? I was angry, and I was resentful, and so I ate until I was sick, literally. And from that time to this, I cannot eat the same thing, and I can't even look at it and not get nauseous. I went. I had, you know, the childhood that everybody probably had. My parents would be put in jail today for child abuse and if they were raising kids today because they believed in the belt and the hairbrush and whatever else they could. Um, I had a really terrible relationship with my father growing up. He and I butted heads when I was very young and that continued up until my 40s. The night before he died, he was nastier to me than he'd ever been before. So dad was not, he was also a functional alcoholic. So I'm an adult child of an alcoholic as well. My mother was my strong point. She was always there to bolster and to, and she was also a compulsive overeater. Eventually when I joined program, she came with me for a while. I, uh, I got through high school. Uh, it was terrible. The boys made pig noises at me in the hall and because they knew it upset me. I wasn't, when I look back at that time, I wasn't all that heavy, but they made my life miserable because I was not quiet. I did things. I was involved in clubs. I was involved in things. And, and uh, whether they were or not, I, they just decided it was okay to do that. Anyway, I um, went through school pretty well, and then I started college, and when I started college was the first time I was actually able to have food of my own um, that I could buy for myself. Up until that time, I always was a house, and um, my mom would come home expecting to have leftovers for dinner, and there was never any leftovers, and she never could figure it out because she remembered putting them away the night before, but anyway, we all know that story. I um, I, I did, my family is a group of compulsive overeaters, and I watched, we did the whole things that we did, the Atkins together, we did the Weight Watchers together, we did all of those things, and then all of a sudden, the one gal who was the leader of the parade quit talking about it, and I watched her. And over a year, she lost about 80 pounds. She never said a word.
So finally I got the courage to ask her and I said, all right, so tell me, what are you doing? And she said, well, I found a program. But you have to believe in God. I said, I don't have a problem with that. I've always believed in God. And she said, well, I'll take you to a meeting on Thursday night. Well, I didn't want to go on Thursday night. That's when the Waltons were on, and I didn't want to miss the Waltons. But that was the only night she was available. So, okay, we went to the, we went to the meeting. I never watched the Waltons again, by the way. She took me to a newcomer's meeting and they talked about all the things that compulsive readers are and, and, and you know, they read the, the, those questions and of course I could answer yes to all of them. And they handed me the gray sheet. For those of you that are old enough to remember, I still have a gray sheet with a 15 cent price tag on it. Anyway, they handed me the gray sheet and I said, do you mean to tell me that I can never eat another piece of bread? And she said, you can eat all the bread you want. You just can't eat it today. Okay. I can live with that. I got very involved in the program. I did service. I was on gray sheet. Um, I lost 183 pounds in about 18 months. I was also 25 years old and nimble and quick and could do lots of exercising and other things. And uh, that's probably contributed to my weight loss. I wanted to meet the doctor and get married and have 2.3 children, but I married a mailman who was 13 years older than I was. And we had two boys 361 days apart. It was not my choice, but God had other ideas, you know, the old saying, man plans and God laughs. Well, God laughed at me. But I have two beautiful boys. They are fine young men now. They are 41 and 42. And uh, now actually, that's not true. They're 42 and 43 now. And they both have families, beautiful families. We were all together yesterday. I am uh, out of my home at the moment because we are redoing some remodeling and we've had to move out because of asbestos. So hopefully we'll be able to get back in, but we, I rented a vacation rental that had a, has a beautiful salt pool and jacuzzi. So everybody came to visit yesterday. And then my grandchildren all played together. The five of them are adorable. I, uh, after my children were born, I went back to program where I tried to go back. I went back to, uh, we were living at that time in Morro Bay, California, which is about 200 miles north of, of, of Los Angeles, um, next to San Luis Obispo. If you go to San Luis Obispo and go out to the coast, that's Morro Bay. It's a tiny little town, 9,000 people. And uh, I tried to go to the, they had OA meetings at Cal Poly, but there were 18, there were, you know, 22 little 18 year olds saying they didn't want to eat the cookie. And that didn't work for me. I had been through too much already. I had written an inventory. I had done, I had done amends. I had worked the program already through once. And that didn't, wasn't, that wasn't why I was there. I had this hole and I couldn't fill it up. And then I found right around the corner from me, I could walk. 
there was a little church and there was a meeting there and I these two I, I went there and these two little ladies shuffled in between the two of them they had over 50 years of sobriety and 35 years of abstinence and they sat and read the big book to each other and shared their experience strength and hope I was never so bored in my life I didn't learn until years later and it all came back to me what a gift God had given me with those two ladies. I don't even remember their names, but I will always remember the impact that they had on my life. They had, they didn't have a hole in their soul the way I did. They were complete. They were working the program on a daily basis and they were doing what Bill had all told us all to do. And I didn't know how to do that. That was the one thing years ago when we came into program, there wasn't a lot of people that had the, had the tools to teach us how to work the program. And it took a while for me to learn. The lady that led me through the steps the first time led me through the steps the way the AA does it. And it was effective. I'm not going to say it wasn't terrific. But later, when I went through the, the OA book and I did the OA steps, and I did how and I did house inventory and house steps. It was different. It was different. And I found something different in each one. Right now I'm going through another twelve step. I'm working the twelve steps with a on a class with a gentleman who has dissected the big book word by word. And I you know, I, I'm a firm believer in big book fairies. You know what those are? Those are little guys that come in at night and take your big book out and put stuff in it and then bring it back. And then two days later, you find it. Oh, I never saw that before. Where did that come from? I work hard. I never, up until the time I came back eight years ago, I had never actually worked the program the way it was supposed to be worked. When they told me to read something, I read it. When they told me to write something, I wrote it. But I didn't actually keep a daily walk. I didn't do a daily reading and writing. I didn't do on my knees prayer. I didn't do all that stuff. I did on occasion, but I didn't do it on a regular basis. When I came back this time, I had gone through, I lost my husband, I lost my mother, and then I lost my job, all within a few months of each other. And everything that defined me as a person in my life was gone. And I found myself sitting in a dark room, playing video games and eating. And the first Eskimo was my mother's younger sister. My second Eskimo was my best friend. She told me that I had to come and she lived about 20 miles away from me. And she said, I had to come and take her to this place. There was a meeting 25 miles from her and I had to come and take her because she couldn't drive by herself. Now I knew that that was a falsehood, but it didn't matter. I, if she wanted me to, I, at this point I was so, I was, I was so angry at God. It didn't matter. I, 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 you know, whatever it took, I did it. And we went to this meeting and this woman talked about having to reinvent her life. A similar situation had happened with her and she had chosen to reinvent her life. I got mad at God because I figured it was all his fault. 
he didn't have to he didn't have to do this to me. It could have been different. He could have he could have not done all this at the same time. But no, it had to all be here. And I had to I had to stand and take and, and take it. And um the hole in my soul that had been there that I had been trying to fill for so many years really gaped large. And then when she said I had to reinvent my life, I thought that's exactly what I have to do. I found a sponsor. Now I'm retired at this point in my life. I had thrown away the alarm clock because I didn't want to have to listen to it anymore. This woman wanted me to call her at 6.40 in the morning with all of my writing and reading done and my food for the day which meant I had to do it the night before unless I wanted to get up earlier than four than six o'clock. Anyway, I had to go out and buy two, I had to buy two new alarm clocks because I, I one didn't make it. I, I had to have two. And uh, I started reading and writing and working the program on a daily basis. And the first thing she asked me to do was write a want ad for a new higher power, which I did. And then I called my new higher power my God. I had called the other guy, the other guy God, the God that I had grown up with, the God from church, the God from Sunday school, the God that I had been taught to, to have a, a relationship with. And he was the one that had betrayed me. So my God was the new. I just made him up. After I had worked a program for about a year, I mean, working the program, reading, writing, praying, I realized that I had, that God had not left me, I had left God. I had left him behind, along with my mother and my husband and my job. I had wrapped them all up together and decided that they weren't worth being in my life anymore, and I had to learn how to take them back. You know, the, 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 the stages of grief, the first thing is, is you're really angry. And I was angry at my husband. He had promised me more than what he gave me. He died just after his 60th birthday, and we had planned all kinds of things, and we didn't get to do any of them because I was still working. He had re He had already retired, but I was still working. Anyway, I was very angry that he died, and I, and then my mom, my mother was my soulmate, my, my strength, everything that I had, I was, she gave me. I talked to her in the morning and in the evening, every day. Five-minute reminder. Thank you. And she and I had come up with an excellent way to do, to, to be together, and I adored her. And yeah, we had our differences. Don't don't think we didn't because I'd get angry and she'd get angry and we'd hash it out. And then my job, I had this wonderful job with a healthcare organization. It meant the world to me. And they eliminated my position. Now, I was gratified that it took five people to replace what I did. But, and just just a couple of months ago, a friend of mine that still works at the organization called up and said, "Remember those? Remember that book you wrote to train 
to train the department? I said, yeah. They said, well, they've unearthed it because it's the only thing that works. <laughs> oh, dear. I've been gone from that job since 2013. That's just a little over 10 years or almost 10 years. And they're my stuff, my legacy is still there. And that's because I was abstaining when I wrote it. I was asking God to help me on a day-to-day -day basis. And uh, when my husband died, I broke my abstinence and I, I couldn't go to meetings anymore. And I found, I found my way back and started retraining my brain again. But now, you see, I've had a heart valve replaced. I have sugar diabetes, type 2 diabetes. My knees are so bad I can't walk. I can't walk and I can't stand for very long. I have done terrible damage to my body with my eating habits. But God has given me a second chance. I have been able to fill that hole in my soul with God. And he has helped me to see where I was not doing the right thing and when I do the right thing and when I don't do the right thing. And he allows me to make the mistake and then he shows me how to correct it. It's taken me years, absolutely years, to become comfortable in my skin. Today I like who I am. I like this woman. When I look her in the mirror, I can look back and smile at her. There were years and years and years I couldn't do that. Not only do I like her, but my life today, I live in a home that belonged to my parents. I inherited it from them. My youngest son, his wife, and their three children live with me. And um, kids are 13 and going to be, tw he's going to be 12. Jack will be 12 in a few days. And then the little girl will be 10 in February. Since I have, when I moved in, the little girl was two months old. I have been able to have a second chance. I was working. I was the breadwinner in my family when my children were growing up. I didn't go, get to go to the first day of school or see the first steps or do any of that stuff. I've done that all with my grandchildren, and it has been an amazing experience. I am happier today than I have ever been in my life. And yes, I we've got all of this hubbub going on, and we're out of our house, and we're in back. We'll be back in hopefully on Friday, but it'll be beautiful. And I was able to do all this because I had a family member pass away, and she was kind enough to leave me almost a million dollars, or I wouldn't have been able to do that. And God gave it to me right at the right moment because. It was things were getting pretty tight, and I was wondering what was going to happen. I wondered how he was going to help me get through this. When it's all done, I won't have that much left, but I have a new car. I have a new scooter that I can ride. My house will be paid off in full and be beautiful, be completely redone. And I can tell you from the bottom of my heart that it is because I have a daily walk with my higher power that has allowed me to do that and stay abstinent and lose the weight that I've been able to lose in the time that I've been back.
Thank you for letting me share.